You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Sparta! Welcome in, man. Got me juiced, Maddie. To the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon B, 97.1 The Fan here in Columbus, Ohio. It is Friday, November 9th, and the Buckeyes are traveling up to Sparta to take on the Michigan State Spartans. Now, look, I put that intro in there because I, they need to avoid that. Right. The Spartan kick. The ass kick down the well. That's what Don't they need that to avoid. Welcome in, guys. It is Friday. We're excited. Got a big game tomorrow at high noon up in East Lansing, Ohio State, Michigan State. Um, look, Beam, let me ask you, because I know what the key or okay, what okay. The, the big thing that I'm looking for tomorrow, what is that for you? Like the one thing that you're going to wake up tomorrow and say, man, I really hope this happens for Ohio State. Well, I think the one thing, Maddie, that you have to look at for Ohio State to successfully navigate the waters of East Lansing and come back to Columbus with a victory uh, and still only keep that one in the L column is going to have to be, listen, you can talk about running the ball all you want. We talked about Tate Martell. We talked about Dwayne Haskins. If I'm Dwayne Haskins, I'm not going to run the ball, man. Listen, that's not my specialty. I'm not that kind of a guy. If you want someone to run the ball in, put slippery old little Tate in, that's fine. But I think the one thing for me just has to be you've got to, to throw the ball because well, it's it's been it's been a season of tumultuous run attempts. All mm-hmm. right, we started out with Oregon State. You were gaining seven yards a carry. We've talked about this a hundred times on the podcast. That went down consistently until last week against Nebraska. And so for me, a team who has struggled nine games into the season with really getting the run game going is going to be. You think you're going to come into my land? You think you're going to come onto my field as Michigan State? You're going to come to Sparta and run the ball on me? (laughs) Man, we're the number one rush defense in the country. Let me say this, being 2.5 yards per attempt. That's what they've given up all season. 71.7 average. Come on, man. Average is what they're giving up. That's what you're going up against tomorrow, and I'm with you. I'm sharing the same thought is how are they going to be able to move the ball on the ground? Because – also a thing that I think could come into play is weather, right? You're talking about what sure. we're down here in Columbus right now. It's 30-something degrees, windy, rainy, uh, very cloudy. That's expected to be tomorrow up there in East Lansing. Very chilly up there. And if they can't throw the ball, mm-hmm. how do you create offensive sure. momentum in a positive way? And for me, when you look at some of the – I really think Paris Campbell is going to have to be big time tomorrow and not just catching the ball through the air. I think he's going to be a guy that you need to get on the edge is because – Beam, I don't see how they're going to run the ball in the teeth of this defense. It's just I don't think it's going to happen. And I think you and I share the same sentiment about what we saw against Nebraska last week, right, where we talk about it was pretty good, right? You do what you're supposed to do. It was do. fine. It was 180 yards, though, against it, a bad Nebraska defense. But I think defense. that's what you're saying. It was fine. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fine. just fine. But now you're talking about, like you mentioned, the number one rushing defense in the entire country. Uh, they've given up a long of 78 yards. But look, you named it. You pointed out the biggest stat, 71 yards per game. Yeah. 
per game. And that's an average. That's not even, you know, counting, not counting single games. And that's the crazy thing. If you're looking at a Michigan State team and you see one, two, three games on the schedule where you're like, all right, 70, 70 yards on the ground, you know yeah. what? That's a pretty damn good defense. This is averaged out over nine games of the college football season right. in a Big Ten conference that loves to pound no doubt. the rock. No doubt about it. So for me, I'm 100% with you on the run game and how that's going to look. And like, I just think what Kevin Wilson, Ryan Day, Urban, this is what I would do if I was game planning against this this uh, defense for Michigan State, and I knew I couldn't get north and south with the run game. These guards, the centers, you're doing a lot of pulling. We're yep. going to get outside, and we're going to get to the little guys on the outside and try to move them around, make their linebackers get in space, because I, I just think if you're going to have a ton of pride and think, hey, we're going to go in there and show them we're Ohio State, and I don't care about their rush defense – and kind of be a little ignorant about it, it's going to be an L for you because I just don't see how they're going to muster anything beyond. Let me say this to you. Over, under tomorrow, 65 rushing yards for Ohio State. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say they get to like 110. 110. I'm going to say 110 on the ground. Uh, but I just – I'm with you, man. Like you, That's what you know. people don't understand is like – you know, there's been there's just been something missing from this team this year, and I have no clue what it is. And I think a lot of it, uh, you know, at least on the defensive side of the ball, Maddie, I think a lot of that comes from the loss of Kerry Combs. I think that was a guy who was bring your juice to work day. Every you know, day. that every, every day, day he was he was that he was he was getting in people's ears, he was getting in people's faces. I mean, you saw the video a couple years ago where he's like headbutting a guy with a damn helmet on. He's got blood dripping down his nose like he just came back from a bar fight. And so I think missing that guy. You know, and it just seems that, you know, you know that this team is talented. You know, this team has all the talent in the world, yeah. but there's just been something missing. And I think Ohio State fans who watch the game, me and you who watch the game, everybody who works at this radio station watching the game said that there's no reason why this team shouldn't be firing on all cylinders right now. You go back to the 2014 uh, stretch where Cardale Jones got entered in, mm -hmm. you know, enter Cardale Jones stage right, yes, sir. 59 nothing blowout to Wisconsin. You watch that and you're like, okay, this team is clicking on all cylinders. That has been consistently missing this year. Right. And even in the close win against Penn State, there was just it was just it was a weird flowy game. Yeah. And there hasn't been any juice surrounding this team. And I know it's only been one game since then, but like that Nebraska game, you're coming off a two week uh, layover where you don't have anything going on. That stadium should have been packed for this team. All right. I know it's a noon game. Sure. You try to get amped up for that blackout that they had going on over there, but there's just something missing. And I don't know if it's juice. I don't know if it's leaders. I don't know if it's coaching, mm -hmm. what it is, but it's just something that you can't put your finger on that this team is not performing up to expectations. It's very disappointing. And much you mentioned, you had two weeks to prepare for a Nebraska team, an inferior opponent. You're yeah. losing when you go into the locker room to eat some bananas drink Gatorade yep. it's a terrible feeling so we talk about the run defense but I think where you can get them is that they're ranked 96 in the country in pass defense sure. right so that's something to where um, that's a strength versus a weakness in this game that I'm really going to keep my eye on but it's something that I am concerned about being if you get inclement weather it's just I don't that's where right. if you're a Buckeye fan you should get really worried tomorrow morning when you wake up and you see some of the shots at East Lansing and the weather's really bad because you know that they're not going to be able to run the ball a ton and if they're going to take um the passing game away from them because of the weather, what's going to happen? I don't what's know. What's going to happen? I don't know. So here's Urban Meyer talking about this Sparta, uh, Spartan defense. Yeah, playing as good a defense as they have, and uh, obviously we know them well. We've played against them every year and had great games with them, and, you know, it's going to be a tough environment, a noontime kickoff. It's going to be cold the night before, and uh, weather should be fine, though, and, and uh, they're, they're just playing excellent run, number one in American rush defense with absurd numbers. You know, we're giving up 25 yards, 35 yards. 
They're scary good, right? They're scary good. Yeah. We know what they're about. So I think I want to now kind of transition a little bit to what you talked about mentioning Tate Martell because I think they're starting to get a little bit of momentum behind this, and mm-hmm. I think the coaching staff starting to warm up to it sure. a little bit. Here's Urban Meyer talking about uh, Tate Martell. He is. Uh, I love Tate. He's uh, uh, a competitor. He's frustrated. He wants to play. Frustrated, and, and I used that the other day in a press conference. Uh, frustrated in that he wants to play, not frustrated as, you know, uh, being defiant or anything like that, but he's a great kid, a competitive guy, and uh, you know there there might be some Tate showing up soon, and we just gotta you know uh, he he's been practicing very hard. I think he plays tomorrow. I do too. I think we see some Tate tomorrow yeah. because they know they got to get creative. And when we talked about uh, a few minutes ago how you have to create some type of run game, I think on the outside. And I think Tate can bring a little bit of that to the table because that's what he does so well. When you watch his games at Bishop Gorman over the last couple of years, I mean, this guy's electric with his legs. We saw it in the spring game as well. So I think this team is going to be desperate for a little bit of a spark offensively tomorrow. So I do think we see the youngster get out there, uh, Beamer, and make some things happen. Now, I don't know if he's going to be out there 10 snaps. I don't know if he's going to be out there 20 snaps. I don't need him anywhere near close to 20 snaps. That's just me personally. But if it does come to a point in the game where you know this offensive line is not moving people around, J.K. and Mike just don't have it tomorrow for whatever reason, or it's just Michigan State's going to be that daggone good uh, because of their rush defense, which has been incredible all year, I, I guess I'm okay with it, Beam. I just don't want to see too much of this tomorrow because, man, you've got a, a really bad pass defense at Michigan State. And you've got an incredible pocket passer in Dwayne Haskins. I think you can roll with that if the weather allows it. But if not, you got to do what you got to do to win the game. But I do think we see um, the little Tate Martell tomorrow. Yeah, you've seen this offense, Maddie. Uh, kind of evolved throughout the season. This was a guy, um, or this was a team that wanted to get involved in the run game earlier on in the season. They realized what Dwayne Haskins was, uh, stepping back in the pocket and being able to make plays with his arm. Uh, but you just go back to these games and you look at you know what Urban Meyer's tenure has looked like here at Ohio State, and the one thing that he has always had, except for this season, has been a run-first option kind of quarterback. Right. You go back to JT Barrett, you go back to Braxton, um, you unlock the key to Cardale, and Cardale could you know move and he would just run people over. I have a vivid memory of him just truck-sticking Landon Collins in that Alabama game in 2014. Uh, but yeah, this is a, a team that you know they haven't. We haven't had a Tate sighting in a while, yep. and I think you and I have been in the same camp that Dwayne Haskins is definitely QB one on this team. No, no and question. Yeah, and there's absolutely no uh, questions about it that this is going to be the guy who's going to lead you to everything good in your season to come. Uh, but we haven't had a Tate sighting in a while, and you would have to think that you know those mad geniuses over there at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center is going to be working on something, doctoring something up to try and misdirect everything on this Michigan State defense, whether that's lining Tate up at wideout, whether that's having Tate mm-hmm. and Dwayne at the same time at quarterback. What are you going to do uh, with those two guys? And I think we are going to see some formations and some personnel that we haven't seen yeah. in quite some time here at Ohio State. And here's what I think you'll also see, because they know what's coming in Michigan, right? And they want to get this on film and have Michigan have to study some more stuff instead of knowing what they're getting with Dwayne Haskins. You throw some nuggets out there with Tate Martell running some of this RPO stuff, like you said, maybe lining him, uh, maybe in the slot, maybe next to Dwayne. Whatever the case is, you get that on film for Maryland and Michigan, and that's making your opponent do some extra work that they wouldn't have to do if they knew it was just Dwayne. All right, we'll take a quick second here. We'll come back, play some Kevin Wilson, maybe some more Urban Meyer, but I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month. You get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love 
only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, so before we hear from uh, Kevin Wilson, let's hear from the head honcho about Michigan State's offense. They do a lot. They do a lot of different things. The rookie's a quarterback, and uh, you know they had an injury to a really good receiver, but uh, they're, they're playing very well. Uh, offense line's uh, solid, and uh, they have two very good running backs. So the receiver he's talking about is Felton Davis, right? Mm-hmm. Felton Davis, great, great hair, by the way, strong dreads. Yeah. Um, but offensively, they've been very inconsistent all year long. Now, I know they didn't have sure. – one of Way more inconsistent players. than Ohio State has. Of course. I know they haven't had one of their best players in L.J. Scott, but I thought Hayward's been doing a pretty good job at running back. He's been holding down the, the fort a little bit. But I think the biggest thing um, that I'm going to be interested in is how long is Dino going to stick with the work if sure. it's not working, right? Because I think uh, Rocky Lombardi, when he did come into the game, it provided, right, it provided a little bit of a spark, Beam. And, and I just think when you know that Ohio State has struggled so much giving up big plays, especially in the secondary, how long do you stick with Lewerke tomorrow? I think it's got to be a pretty quick trigger. I understand he's a veteran guy. But if you're Dino right now, you're sitting at six and three, and you got a chance to really just end Ohio State season as far as playing for the college football playoff. I think you really got to throw about throwing the kid in there, don't you? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, Brian Lewerke's been a guy who's seemed like he's been around at Michigan State for forever. Uh, but yeah, this is a guy who you know he's a tried, true, tested winner. Uh, they came into the horseshoe last year. I think they got they jumped like all the way up to like number thirteen or fourteen when Ohio State played them last season, and that was a beat down in the shoe, forty eight to three last year. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. He had a horrible game game uh lj scott some news on him as well is that uh you know he, if he doesn't play tomorrow he could possibly redshirt he could possibly come back for another season right. he's only played in four games but yeah maddie this is a uh, michigan state team that has struggled offensively throughout the entire year you know it started against arizona state and it kind of really never got back on track this wasn't a michigan state uh, offense that you expected coming into the season yeah uh, they've just been very very middle middle to the bottom of the road kind of kind of team in the big 10 offensively sure. what has saved them so much is their defense and so you look at an offense like Michigan State who's kind of going through um, not the same identity crisis as Ohio State but you would think that you know if Lewerke can't get it going early on in an Ohio State defense this year who has been statistically proven to be one of the worst in the country Mm -hmm. you would think that all right well we got to do something if they're not able to run the ball uh, if they're not able to get anything going through the air and Lewerke you know is overthrowing targets or missing guys who are open then you would have to think that that pole is going to be coming and good old Rock's going to come into the game but that's why those guys get paid millions of dollars to make those decisions and so it's all going to be an ebbs and flow kind of thing I mean we saw it a few years ago back here in 2015 you know Connor or not Connor Shaw uh, who am I thinking of why am I why am I Connor Connor Shaw played for South Carolina um, the old Michigan State quarterback. He just took the uh, Connor Cook. Connor Cook. There you go. Yeah, had a, had a bit of a uh, mind blank there. Connor yeah. Shaw had the nice little shaved head. He did. Didn't he? Yeah, and yeah. so uh, you know, Connor Cook is out for that game in 2015. Uh, I don't even know the backup quarterback's name at that time, but he comes in here, puts a hurting on Ohio State, ruins their national championship aspirations at that point in time. And so you look at it; it's kind of the same thing, except there's not an injury going on. So you know, D'Antonio's not afraid, of course, he's to pull not. the strings. Whoever no. is going to be the best player on the field for them, who they feel like they can attack an Ohio State defense that's been weak at a lot of points this season, then I would think that it it may be. A very short leash tomorrow. Tyler O'Connor, 2015, the quarterback from Lima, Ohio. How about that? Was what you were, um, Buckeye Slayer. Exactly. And look, I, I mentioned it a couple days ago. Watch out for trick plays. 
Watch out for trick plays. I think on both sides. On both sides of the ball. Uh, watch out for trick plays because just like Jeff Brom, Dino is not scared to pull that trigger. Right, we've got about a minute and a half clip here, but I just want to play this because this is Kevin Wilson uh, kind of breaking down uh, Michigan's, Michigan State's defense from his perspective. I mean, as always, and everyone knows Coach D'Antonio from his time here, I mean, he's uh, historically always had a tremendous defense, um, stood the test of time. Uh, I go back and watch clips of um, – things we did five and six years ago in indiana and it looks i mean it's, it's the same sometimes a little different based on uh maybe the strength of their defensive front or their linebacker play as far as when they blitz or when they don't but it's the same structures a lot of it goes back you know pat narduzzi was there a long time yep. did a great job for him and pat uh started his career at mind of ohio actually was a receiver coach by the way Is that so? but so much of what he got was from terry hebner and there's actually some 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 of their there. I was talking to Coach Hinton, who used to work with Mark D'Antonio at Cincinnati, and I said that nine slants is called a niner. And he said, "How'd you know that?" So that's what Coach Hebner called it, which is what Pat called it. So there's a lot of that old four-three philosophy. Um, they're number one in the nation in run defense, and as much as anything, it's it's their culture, it's their attitude. They put numbers to stop the run. They force you as much as you can to be one-dimensional. Uh, in seven games this year, they would have averaged giving up 36 yards a game. And then um, the team up north and Penn State both had like 205 and 195. And each of them had like an 80-yard run that skewed the stats a little bit. So at the end of the day, it's tough sledding running the ball. Um, and it's going to be a tremendous challenge. But we got to do that because we got to keep our balance. And you've got you've got, you, you, you've, you've to find a way to run it to pound those D linemen to help you when you pass buck. Because even, even if you're not running it effectively, if you're running it enough, it keeps them off guard. It also wears on those D linemen and help you in, in pass blocking if you need to throw. So we can't be one-dimensional. We've seen we've done that this year, what tight our offense can be. We've got to find a way to run it against a great running defense. So you're hearing it from Kevin Wilson. You're hearing it from Urban Meyer. They know how much of a challenge this is going to be tomorrow, yeah. Beam, trying to run the ball. So what? Were the the offensive line, the entire group, was they were players of the week, I guess, yeah. last week. They got to be up for this challenge, Beamer. Of course they do. have to be up for this challenge because, let's face it, if, they, if we come in here on Monday and Ohio State loses this game, a lot of focus is going to be on that offensive line because they didn't play well, because they weren't be able to move people off the ball. So, no, I mean, that was a great breakdown from Kevin Wilson. He knows that this is going to be tough sledding, like he said, getting the run game going. I just – I don't know, Beam. I don't know how they're going to create yardage north and south running the ball because it has been a weakness for this team as of late. And now you're talking about the best rush defense in the entire land um, and going into their crib, which should be a pretty good environment. It's going to be very, very sticky, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just that, you know, what Kevin Wilson illustrated there is that, you know, outside of the Michigan and Penn State game, they would be averaging 35 yards on the ground. Incredible, man. 35 damn yards averaged throughout eight games of the college football season. That makes no sense to me. But I think last week, Maddie, what you look at this team, and I talk about this a lot, is just the confidence and knowing that you have the ability to do it. And I think last week, Ohio State needed that performance out of their offensive line. It wasn't gaudy numbers. It wasn't 300. It wasn't 350 on the ground, but it was something. It was something more than what we were used to seeing throughout the entire year. So if you get that confidence and you say, listen, I know that we haven't been very good at it all season, but this is a different game. It's a different week. Last week we saw J.K. Dobbins. We saw Mike Weber, who I thought had a pretty good game Mm -hmm. other than the two fumbles, needs Mm -hmm. to hold on to that ball. You get that confidence going and you start pushing people out of the way early, then I think that Ohio State is going to be in for a good afternoon. But if that thing starts to get sticky and it starts to be like one yard per carry, minus two yards, 
three yards here and there, yes. then you know that it's going to be an absolute dogfight. So the confidence going into tomorrow has to be key for Ohio State and the offensive line going out there. We've said it a million times yep. here. Know that you were built to move human beings. Yes. You're six foot five. You're yes. six foot seven. Three hundred and fifty pounds. You were literally designed to move human beings. You spent all off season training for this moment yes, right here man. that's in front of you. Get out there and just move someone. And if you're an offensive lineman, this is your time of year. Of course this is it your is. time of year when the weather Cold, turns wet, yes. nat, gray you're, outside. Get out there and move some people. We like to say throw people out the club, right. win the battle in the here. mosh pit. Whatever you got to do, handle that tomorrow. This is going to be a big time challenge for them. And look, we got to give D'Antonio his due too because he, like Kevin Wilson is saying, he's been around for a long time. He's seen a lot of things. He knows what the weakness is for Ohio State, and that is going to be up front moving the ball around. I cannot wait to see how this uh, pans out, Bean, because these guys, Isaiah Prince, uh, Malcolm Pridgen, Michael sure. Jordan, all of these guys Thayer need to Munford. be yes, all of these guys need to be riding up on this bus or playing however they're getting there today and saying, you know what, it's on us, fellas. If we want to come back to Columbus with a dub, we got to get it done for the squad. Yeah, it's all about the will to want to win, I and agree. that's going to be key for tomorrow. Both teams are going to be come out fired up at the tunnel. I hope we don't get a uh, you know no juice kind of game tomorrow like we saw last weekend against Nebraska. All right, Maddie, let me tell you about our friends at Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps finds fans to seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Enter promo code Locked On to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Like we said this week, if you want to go check out the Ohio State Buckeyes before they crack into the top 25, you want to go see them, make sure you go to Vivid Seats and check our guys out. Luther Muhammad, go see him. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. We get it. We get it. All right, it's our favorite. I don't know. This is my favorite time of the week. Picking games. Pick them. Let's get it going. Oh, I like that. Can I get that again? <laughs> how'd, that Al- or how'd that LSU pick out work for you last week? See, I was kind of hoping uh, you wouldn't bring no that good. up. No good. No good. I mean, how? Look. They're savages, man. You know, it's I was just, hesitant to show I them know. love. I, I, I got to end that. I got to end it. I got to end it. Dabble looks like he was right saying it was just the rest of y'all. It's them right. and the rest of y'all. Um, so let's get it going with them, Beamer. They, number 16, Mississippi State goes into Tuscaloosa uh, tomorrow at 3 30. The game's going to be on CBS. I mean, I'm rolling with the tie. Yeah, I, I yeah. just don't even know, like, is this even a real game for them? Here's the thing. I think that's kind of been under Soul Beam is that you look at what they've been able to do offensively, which has been ridiculous. It's been it's been absurd what they've been able to do. But on the other side of the ball, you're still looking, looking at a top 15 defense. Yeah, you're still looking at a top 15 defense. I I have to get off the train that I was on that they're not as good as I think they or everybody thinks they are because they haven't played anybody. Man, they are absolutely rolling cats right now. All right, number 24 Auburn. Takes on number five, Georgia, at Ooh. home, uh, 7 o'clock on ESPN. This is going to be a pretty good game, I think. And Now, here's the thing. I'm rolling with Georgia, and I think Georgia's a little fed up with not getting their respect. I know Fromm hasn't been great, but they have been, for the last two years, the third best team in college football. Sure. 
um, behind Clemson and Alabama. I mean, this team, Kirby Smart's got this thing rolling. He took the formula from Saban, uh, moved it on down to Georgia, and they've been absolutely balling. Um, Where's the game at? Auburn or Georgia? It's at home for Georgia. Mm, give me the dogs. You then. Going with the dogs? Yeah, okay. Auburn with a great comeback win last week against Texas A&M. I think they were down like 14 or 15 points in the last seven minutes of the game. Right. They ended up coming back and winning. Uh, so Auburn not dead yet, but they're very close. They're yes. hanging on by life support. Who knows what's going to happen, but I still I think Georgia rolls. Number two, Clemson takes on number 17, Boston College. 8 o'clock on ESPN. Game day will be in the house if you're going to be up bright and early. Not even bright and early, really, but if you're going to be up relatively early uh, as opposed to when I wake up on Saturdays. That's right. Matty rolls out of bed about 11.45. Hops in the shower and goes straight to the couch. Cracks open a soda pop. Yep, puts in my, put my DiGiorno in the oven, and that's my day yeah, right you're there. You're good to go. Um, so, no, look, I mean, this Clemson team, I'm starting to become a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. I think what he's going to mm-hmm. be in two years is going to be absolutely ridiculous when you're talking about him as a pro prospect. And I love Dabo. Like, I got a soft spot for Dabo. I'm I in, like Dabo. I'm in, like, a weird love-hate relationship with well, Dabo. What was the hate part? Where's that coming well, from? I don't, I don't even know what the hate part was, but I think just being up here in Columbus and having the last two times you've played Clemson being an absolute total destruction, 31-0, you put a goose egg up on the, the board Scott against Ohio. Gift. Yeah, exactly. You're just looking at it like, <laughs> oh, eh, that's no good. But then, like, everything he says, he talks about Cedar Point in a press conference. He talks about Cleveland, how he loves Ohio. I and I'm like, I, I just, I'm in this weird love-hate relationship but no i think clemson rolls in this game they're you. right on their way they're not gonna have to play anybody else in the acc yeah they got past q we'll they, see you yeah. in the college football playoff we'll, we'll, we'll see, see you there. then yeah. um yeah i'm rolling with them as well our last game wisconsin versus number 20 penn state now look this is i think this is a meh game it's a meh game because both these teams have been very meh this year especially when you talk about wisconsin the hype that they were talking about at the beginning of the year how they were just going to crush everybody in the west uh, Trace McSorley's been a little nicked up, Bean, but I, I'm still going to go with them because it's in Happy Valley. If this was anywhere else, I would um, I'd roll with Wisconsin if it was at Camp Randall, but I'm rolling with the uh, Nittany Lions. Yeah, me. interesting week. Wisconsin coming off of a not a very impressive win against Rutgers, yeah, and then Penn yeah. State getting just blown out from the first quarter in that Curve game stomp. against Michigan last week. I mean, they were playing Mo Bamba in the middle of the second quarter. You knew mm. that sucker's over. And so, um, I just – Wisconsin's bad. You know, other than Jonathan Taylor, I think they're a bad football team. Yeah, Warnerbrook is disappointed. Uh, so, I'm going to have to roll with the Nittany Lions in this one. All right. I remembered. All right, good. I was going to have to say. You re- <laughs> shame me. Yeah. Like Cersei. Um, I'm going with the Buckeyes. But like last yeah. week, uh, this thing's going to be tight. I'm going Ohio State 21 Michigan State 17. Yeah, that's about the track that I'm on. I'm going Buckeyes 17, Sparty 16. Yeah, I may be a little high on 21. (laughs) It's going to be a nice nitty-gritty Big Ten nooner for you. Can I change it or is it out there Sure, go ahead and change it. I'm going to change it. I don't want to pick the same score as you, but I think you're. I'm gonna, I'll stick with mine. Twenty-one seventeen. Right. But I think we're kind of in that same window where if the weather's getting funky, you can't run the ball. It's gonna get real sticky. Anything other than East Lansing. Anything more than thirty points? I'd be oh, shocked. My. I'd be really, really shocked. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, I got nothing this weekend. Bears play against the Lions at one o'clock on Sunday, so I'll be locked and loaded into that sucker. Uh, but no, that's that's about it. I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna settle in. It's a nice, you know kind of fall slash winter weather i'm doing nothing man i'm lighting candles in my house i'm staying at home i'm not doing anything 
I hear you, man. I'm not going to be doing much. Well, I have a wedding to go to. Yeah, well, that's a lot. At four, that you get a, a show on Sunday, too. You get a lot going on. I do have a lot going on. My Ravens don't play on Sunday, right. which is a good thing because they've been pissing me off lately. But will uh, watch no. the Bears game, then. I will watch the Bears, probably have some chicken wings, and hopefully we'll come in here, and your team will have a dub, and hopefully Ohio State has a dub as well. Real quick reminder, Beam, tell them where they can find you on Twitter. At Brandon Beam 971 I will be tweeting all weekend about Ohio State. Red Dead Redemption, Manchester United plays Manchester City at 11.30 on Sunday. And the Columbus crew travel to New York, yes, 7.30 yes. on Sunday night. Actually, I might go to over to uh, Endeavor Brewing over there in Grandview. Cool. I might catch a beer over there. Uh, so, yeah, at Brandon Beam 971 if you want to follow along. All right, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Matty Ice 971 Thanks for listening throughout the week. Have a good weekend, guys. We'll be back on Monday. See you.